Shalom Abrecha, we are up to Yivomis Daf, Lamed Dalet, Tres Daf. Discusses who the Tan of our Mishnah is, who has this triple Chaloyz Iser. We have two options of who this Tan could be. Then we have a discussion in Amabayas about Tamar, her first two husbands, Erev Oinon, and a woman getting pregnant ten years after being married. Yesterday, we had the Mishnah that said that if a if two Chaloyz were swapped, there's a whole bunch of Yisurim that they could be over. And the Gemara asked, were we talking about a bunch of Rishayim? Why would they swap Kalas? Is said, no, it got swapped. It was a mistake. They confused. It was, you know, they didn't recognize their Kalas. So the Gemara, the Gemara now points out that it's Mistaver. We can see that it was an accidental swap from the Seifa of our Mishnah, where it says that if these Kalas were Katanois who were unable to give birth, to become pregnant, then the husbands can immediately take back their rightful colors. The problem is that if they did this swap the mazid, they would not be allowed to take them back. And the Gemara says the truth is that they would be allowed to if, since they're a katanois, the seduction of a katana is considered an oines, and an, 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 an oines is allowed to go back to a Yisrael. Elamai, we have another right from our Mishnah, that it was an accidental swap. It says that if they were not Katanos, if these Kalas were not Katanos, then they have to separate for three months, because perhaps they will become pregnant within those three months, then we won't know from which Chasen she was impregnated. However, without that factor of her becoming pregnant, she would be allowed to go back to her husband. Ah, if it was done amazed, she can't go back to her husband. Elamai, you see that this swap was not b'mezid, it was b'shoigig. So now the Gemara asks, who is the town of our Mishnah, who says that you could have a triple chalois iser, an iser koilel, an iser moisiv, and an iser bevasa'acha? So the Gemara first answers that it's Rav Yehuda Omar Rav. Now Rav Yehuda Omar Rav says that it's Rav Meir, because we have a price that tells us that a person can eat. And in that one eating, he could be chayv four chatois and an asham. If he eats while he's tameh, he eats chaylev, he eats noiser from hektish, and he eats it on Yom Kippur. Remeir adds, if it was Shabbos and he's carrying it out, that would also be hoitzah, and he'd be chayv another karban. The Gemara, however, the Chachamim responded, yeah, that's true. And if he was wearing shotness, he'd be over shotness as well. We have to find, if you want to add to the, the count... You would have to find something that would be mechayv carbon from this achila, not with something else that he was doing at that time. So the Gemara asks, who is Rabbi Meir going according to? If he's going according to Yeshua, Yeshua is the one that held that if someone makes a mistake while doing a mitzvah and accidentally does an avera, he's potter. So the Gemara has to be going according to Rabbi Yezer, who holds that Yechayv even if he's toya bitvar mitzvah. Alternatively, the Gemara says, it could be that Amir is going according to Yeshua. And if Yeshua only said that a Torah B'tavar Mitzvah is potter, in a case where there is a time pressure, like the case of Tinoikos, where the baby must be mauled on the eighth day. However, when it comes to Truma, when there is no specific time when the Koyin must eat it, he would be Mechaev. The Gemara says, wait, but Truma, meaning the five is Truma that we had, of eating the chayl of the noise, the the kachim on Yom Kippur, those are not time pressured. And now the Gemara asks, yeah, but Truma does not have a time time binding concern. And the Mishnah says, if someone's eating Truma, and then suddenly he finds out 
if he's a Ben Grusha or a Ben Chalutza, so he's not allowed to be eating this truma. Really, as there is of him to pay a Karen Vachayamish and Yeshua potters. So you see, Yeshua does hold his potter even when there's no time bound component. Gemara answers that that case was different. Rabbi Yeshua Potter there because that specific truma case, there actually was a time concern because it was truma on Erev Pesach. Therefore, there was a time concern. They had to eat the truma before there was a chayv to burn it. The Gemara now alter- gives an alternative answer. Maybe our Mishnah is not Rav Meir. And all of these surim happened simultaneously and it cheats us Rabbi Shimon. He's going to be mechayev every one of these surim. Now, all of the other Yisurim besides for Nida can happen simultaneously if the brothers sent a shliach to be Mekadesh, these sisters, and the sisters sent a shliach to accept the Gedushin, and when they met, boom, they all happened at the same second. However, how does the Nidois happen simultaneously? How do the Isur Nidois happen at the same time? So if Amam explains that it is possible if the two brothers are exactly a year older than the two sisters, and they become Bar Mitzvah, and, and the sisters become Bas Mitzvah at the same time, moment, and the Nida flow started before this moment, so they were not chayiv for the Isr Nida beforehand, and now at this moment they become chayiv in Nida at the same moment as all the other Isurim, with the acceptance of the Kedushan. Next, the Gemara points out um, from the Mishnah, which said that the swapped wives have to stay away from their husbands for three months in case they got pregnant. And the Gemara asks, yes, but women cannot become pregnant from the Ibiya Rishayna. That's the assumption. There's Machlechus in, in the Paiskim, whether the Teva has changed nowadays, or even in those days, the Gemara is saying that Roiv of the time, Ibiya Rishayna, will not cause pregnancy. But either way, why do they have to stay away from their husbands if it was just Ibiya Rishayna? Rabbi Nachman Omar Rabbi Baravua says that they had Ibiya more than once. I, according to Rabbi Chia, he says that over here we're gonna ha- we're gonna have sixteen chatois. If you're gonna be mechayev for every koyach ve koyach, there's gonna be a lot more than that. Elamai, we're only mechayev for the first bia. So Gemara asks, I, um, what about Tamar? Tamar seems to have been impregnated from a bia rishana from Yehuda. Her first two husbands were, were only with her shaloi kedarka. Gemara answers that yes, with Yehuda she was impregnated from a Rishayna because she broke her own basula. Uh, this is like what Yitzchak says that whenever someone came to base Revi who broke their own basula, they would call her a Tamar because Tamar was the first one to do this. Uh, what about Erva Oinon, Tamar's first two husbands? Why was she still a basula? Like my answer is that they were mishamished with, mishamished with her, Shalei I think Mara asks, we learned that for the t- 24 months that a child is nursing, they should have bia like Ervoinon, where they're not m- they were not mazria inside. But you see, they did have bia kadarka. It just they would just make they would make sure it not to be zayra bifnim. The Gemara says in some aspects that was like a ma'isa Ervoinon. There was a rea bachutz, and there were also only boyel shaloi kadarkon. So Gemara says it makes sense why oinon would not want to impregnate Tamar, because the Pasuk says, But why didn't Er want to impregnate Tamar? And the Gemara answers, he didn't want to impregnate her and ruin her beauty. Next, the Gemara says, based on the Pasuk, She becomes Tamar and has to go to the uh, Mikvah, 
Now, when the Pasuk spe- specifies the Lashon saw, what's that telling me? According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's excluding a Kala, and according to the Chachamim, it's excluding Shaloi Kedarka. The Gemara says, L'chayr of Yehuda is saying that a Kala is not going to be Chayiv and Tevila from the Tumas Bia because he's worried about her makeup. The Torah is worried that, that it's going to ruin her makeup. Rashi here says in Havmina that she's going to go to the mikvah with her makeup. And the at least made the right, so that would not be a chatzita. It's only on a mere of her body. Gemara says no. It's because the kala, a woman cannot become impregnated from a birishayna. What's the machloik as you the Rabbanon? Well, the Rabbanon hold that the Lashon in the Pasuk of Sheikh Vazera excludes where he's not impregnating her when the Mishnah is Shalai Kedarka. And Yehuda holds that Shalai Kedarka and Behara and Mishkav Zera is learnt out from Oisa to exclude a Kal. When Rabban came from Eretz Yisrael, he said that Rabbi Yechanan told us that if, if any woman who waits after her first marriage, after being with her husband 10, 10 years, and then is Mishamish again, will not become pregnant. So Rabbi Nachman says... That's only when she does not have in mind to remarry. But if she does, then she can become pregnant ten years, even after 10 years. So the Gemara tells us a story. Rava told the daughter of Rav Chisa that, peep, that the Rabbanon are talking about you because you got pregnant more than 10 years after being with your husband. So it's that she was with someone in between. And she responded, well, I had in mind to remarry. So that's why I was able to be impregnated that much later. There was a woman that came to Rabbi Yosef and said, Rabbi, I waited more than 10 years after my first husband and I got pregnant. So, uh, aha, the Rabbanon were wrong. Rabbi Yosef said, my daughter, don't make fun of the Chachamim like that. And she said, okay, you're right. I was actually with a guy. I was with a guy in between. I don't know why, why she didn't just say that she had in mind to remarry, but... Uh, Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.